VTR Thames 5398, part one, take one. Oh, God, blimey, that's sexy, that is. <laughs> Just structure it like a, a normal tits episode with that Boo structure. happens to have stumbled on. That he shouldn't have been here, but he is. Because I'm, guess- I'm, I'm guessing. I'm here, by the way. I'm listening. I'm guessing. You in and I heard I'm he guessing you be haven't here. seen the films that we're going to talk about. I've seen Carry On films. I haven't seen Pride, although I've seen bits of it from the fucking <coughs> award show season. And what else did you watch? Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six. That yes. is a <laughs> Big Hero Six. I've seen that one. <laughs> Listen, as an advocate for Disney right now, I think it's only. No, I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Seriously? I haven't I'm, seen it I'm yet. I'm surprised you haven't seen that, dude. Honestly, you'd enjoy it. It's, uh... okay, save it for the podcast, kid. I mean, we're just going to... Obviously, you guys can leave the reviews because I haven't seen the film. Well, actually, like a general episode. Well, while, while you were out of the room, we had a discussion. Um, oh, God. We... <laughs> oh, God. You're, you're fired. Please don't drop me. I need this in my life. <laughs> um, we'll do it as a normal tits episode, and I'll put it up as a milking episode as well. well I wanted so, to talk a bit about... If you want to go... Yeah, if you want to go off kilter and talk about geeky stuff we can um sort of try and tailor it to keeping it under two hours but yeah if we want to kind of talk about other stuff such as the male ghostbusters yeah fraggle uh, rock yeah fraggle rock which is ah i'm so excited about that joseph gordon levitt massive fraggle hard on for that it's gonna (laughs) because you know save save it save it Uh, what other what other movie stuff's happened this week Where's my list of shite? <coughs> Sorry. I will try and keep the coughing down to a minimum. Um, there was other stuff. Well, oh, they've announced the Star Wars standalone, even though the list... Yeah, the Rogue One. leaked like, six months ago is correct. Which we knew about. And, yeah, uh, apparently created by a guy who worked for Industrial Light and Magic, which is no no surprise, really, that someone who worked within the canon as like, oh, yeah, this would be a good idea for a film. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, We could talk a little bit about the Batman cover if you want. The, the, uh, it's complicated. No, yeah, completely. I think it, it's, it, it's, it's worth talking about. Let me let let me let Poochie in and then I'll, um, I'll be right with you. Again, a euphemism for <laughs> taking his cock out. Let me just let Poochie in. Oh, the number of women that must have heard that over the years. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Minus one of those because that's his mother. Rough. <clears throat> Did you um? Did you happen to? Say, oh fucking hell! My voice is. I sound like a fourteen-year-old kid. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Um, did you happen to see the eclipse today? Come on, <laughs> 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 no, it's fuck off at its end. <laughs> really? Oh, I had a perfect view of it. It was it was quite exciting. It was uh very very eerie in a kind of uh, zombie apocalypse kind of moment. About nine o'clock, it went almost like dusk and it was like oh hello this is a bit weird and uh luna went a bit crazy jumping around 
and uh, and then it went light again. It was like, oh, all right, fair do. <laughs> see, see you in ten years. Yeah. And um, nice, um, in, in Thailand, it's seen as a it? sign of bad luck, or, or like the, um, a sign that something bad's <laughs> going to happen. You are. <laughs> I was watching a little documentary about eclipses last night. In Thailand, when there's a shadow over the sun, they think it's a foreboding of something bad happening. And I said to my grandma, I said, I said, I said, um, surely when they realise that nothing bad has happened for the last like every eclipse since that <laughs> since that started. Well, no, because you can you, you can apply stuff to it, can't you? Because it'll be like something bad will have happened to someone, so someone will have died, or someone's cattle have been really. This is Thailand we're talking about, Dave, and Gary Glitter's just been banged up. Well, you know, he's... Anyway, ten years ago, he was probably large and in charge. He was the leader, the leader, the leader of the gang he was. And, oh, uh, yeah! <laughs> I believe he might have been uh, running rampant, so... <laughs> uh, anyway, let's Why leave that. Why is that funny? Just... I don't know. It's not funny. But uh, quickly before we start, Dying Light... Amazing, really enjoying it. Uh, completely getting me excited for playing Fallout on next gen because the, the level of detail in that game is just beautiful. And I was going to say to you, Lego City Uncovered. It's oh, not just what it's Lego. not just one of the best games I've ever played. It's like one of my top three sandbox games. Really? You can ride, you can ride, <clears throat> you can ride animals. Vehicles. You can ride, <laughs> you can ride animals. You can ride um, animals. It, the, the open world hub is fucking ginormous. There's a San Francisco area, a New York area, loads of Ile- uh, a country right. area. It's, it's it's you can it's jump from vehicle to vehicle. GTA uh, on Wii. It is GTA Lego, and I've and I've worked out why they've not released it on anything else because okay. there are little Mario moments. Oh, really? Like you can unlock certain things that have to do with Mario. Like you'll see the star from Mario, and when you pick it up, it does a little Mario song and. Oh, it's oh, but it's so good. I'm nine hours in, and I think I'm eight percent complete. Seriously, I didn't even think about buying it, but someone did a list of like the top ten Wii games ever made, and it was like number three. I was like, seriously, a Lego, a non-branded Lego game. I remember it being one of those games that people bought the console when it came out because they were so excited about playing it. But I, I, I never got round to sort of checking it out because I, I never had the console, so. It was one of those things. But, uh, wow, okay. Ooh, I need to check that out. Rather oh, incredible. As, yeah. uh, as the Germans say. Oh, don't they? How <laughs> um, do they do, don't they, dear? Have either of you, uh, both Dino and Boo, watched Nurse? I text... Well, I sent no, a message my to grandma Boo. watched it. She said it was very bittersweet, and I was like, I don't think I can hack it after watching it, Derek. Honestly, if yeah, it, okay, well, like Derek, okay, it's that moment where we both maybe rolled a tear, or maybe there was stuff in the air, and we both had to like wipe our eyes at the same time. But um, oh, when he ran back for his dad, it's um, <laughs> don't do it. Oh man, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, Dave. But yeah, Nurse with Paul Whitehouse uh, on BBC at the moment, uh, just really interesting and. It's it's really strange because there's a, there's a moment in it if you've had any experience with mental health issues, where you're kind of like, okay, are you taking the piss or are you? Is this affectionate kind of thing yeah. talking about these guys and the situations they're in and everything else? But ultimately, you come away from it thinking, okay, that feels like a 
someone from the BBC has sat there and said, oh, well, uh, yeah, Ricky Gervais has done quite well with Derek, so um, can we do something that's a little bit bittersweet? Um, yeah, can we in- involve the community and uh, not have any laughter track and uh, put a bit of popular music behind it and all this kind of stuff? I was stuff. thinking we're going to put Vickery's in it. No... Uh-oh. White House, yes. White House, yes. He can do. He can do yes. a Jewish voice. Yeah, we like him. Um, he so... just did those Aviva adverts where he does all the different characters. We'll get him yeah, in. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it, it kind of comes across like those adverts, but just a little bit more cynical. Um, it's it's a little bit more kind of this is tucking your heartstrings for a comedy award. This isn't quite as sincere as Derek and that sounds really bad because like Derek came under criticism because you know Ricky Gervais always comes under criticism but Derek was for me a great series both series that he did it actually really made well it made Ricky Gervais likable which is absolutely. unreal for me no, no completely I, I absolutely agree recovered him from extras which was just a navel gazing like circle jerk like a moment that he did uh, you know, and but for me, Derek was a great couple of series that they put out there, and it's great. It's nice to be able to watch them again on Netflix. And like I say, we we watched them together, the first series, and yes, it was it was emotional. It was very you know moving and everything else. Uh, and yes, it was tick box comedy, and yes, it was tick box emotions. But uh, Nurse is it it comes across as a very cynical kind of okay well we've seen them do this we need to do this but i'd, I'd recommend it if you, if you know, it, it comes highly recommended i don't suppose you've seen uh, <laughs> what's the new what's the new matt lucas one called where he doesn't speak pompadour. he doesn't speak pompadour is it, is it as dreadful yeah. and awful as everyone says it is it is yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it is unfortunately yes it is um there's that, and there's also um, House of Fools, which uh, is the... It's got uh, Matt Berry in it, so I want to watch which it. Which is so good. Second series is so much better than the first series. Oh, okay, I watched the Christmas because... special, I was like, this is silly. It's like a kid's it's show. Your... Yeah, no, it is completely. It, it's just two guys fucking about and having fun with half an hour of television the BBC have gone... Yeah, go on, do what you want to do, which is exactly what they did when Channel 4 did it back in the day and said with Vickery's Big Night Out, okay, okay, yeah, here's half hour, go in, enjoy yourselves. And that's what they're doing. And that, <laughs> I'm so sorry, my voice is fucked. Um, but that's, that is exactly what they're doing, is they are just having fun and it comes across. And House of Fools, honestly, the second series is so watchable, so much fun. I would definitely recommend it. But Pompadour, nah, go fuck yourself. Um, it, it's just, um, it's a difficult watch. If only because, <coughs> excuse me, if only because Matt Lucas is suffering from that thing of he's managed to get a series after being successful for 10 years doing Little Britain and has gone straight back to the characters he was trying to do before he did Little Britain. So it's all the characters that weren't successful, didn't get, you know, where he's doing Peas and Mash and, um, ah, I wish I could remember the name of the guy that he used to do. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's various characters that, that Matt Lucas was doing on the stand-up scene before he did Little Britain. Well, so, Shooting Stars, you know, he was George Dawes, which, and, and yes, Marjorie Dawes was an option yeah. that. But then he did like some weird characters on the on the the rebooted series, and there was bits where he was so funny, 
did, did you see the one where he was trying to sing a song about sports and he couldn't get through it with that? Like, he was crying with laughter the whole time, and it just made it so funny. Yeah, oh, and he is he's a really a genuinely a great actor and a very very funny. I mean, he's he's done loads of bits and pieces, but um, it's it's just unfortunate that he's gone straight back to like Sir Bernard. There we go. That's the name I was trying to think of. Um, he does a character called Sir Bernard, Sir Bernard Chumley, um, who was the, the character that he did as a stand up. And that's the character he's tried to bring back into Pompidou. And unfortunately, yeah, it just doesn't work. I mean, rock profile that he did was amazing. Really, really funny with David Williams and, you know, shooting stars as and, it it would be uh, against me unless I mention it. But did you ever watch Catterick? Yes, we talked about this before. With the other Vic and Bob thing. Yes, yeah, the, the very very good Vic and Bob thing, <laughs> which was um, which was a go and do a sitcom. There'll be no audience. Just here you go. Take this. You've got you've got six episodes. Go and shoot what you want. But yeah, that'll be us all, all of us one day. BBC would be like, listen, we, we've got we've got forty five minutes spare in the evening. I'll be mean, Would you put something together? I suppose we could. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so, confidence, Dave is a boy of what he's also known as. as oh, nice. <clears throat> oh dear. So, are we doing a podcast of some nature? Mm. We were sorry, started. I ended up on a. Rant about about Lucas. No, since you were doing it in podcast voice, so I thought, oh well, maybe maybe he is when he started. Oh, he's, oh I yeah, believe that's the intro. That's going to be the intro. So, hello everyone, welcome to the Totally Insane Tape Show. Hello. Or music. Oh, I wanted to be that Matt Lucas song, Peanuts, this week. Oh, well, that would be great. Peanuts! Peanuts! Welcome to the Totally Insane Tape Show, where we see what's the hits, the tits, and the shits of the movie world. I'm your titty-grabbing, jiggly-wiggly prince of love, Boulamont. I'm the other host, Dino Peppers. And I'm the, uh, the, the special guest who's been invited in, because apparently Boo wasn't going to be here, and now he's... I'm not t- well, and that's uh, my dog, and that's Coco, biting his own arsehole. <laughs> Coco, get <laughs> You're a shit fuck. Do you know that? I love you like my own son, and you treat me like this every time. What do you want from me? Blood? Someone get the gun, he's gone mad, he's gone AWOL. He's gone rogue. Can we get the gun, please? I've only got a lighter and some deodorant. Oh, that's an idea. Oh, well. Oh! Yeah, it's all gone very camp. Um, yes, I, <laughs> I'm David Davis. We actually going to keep that in, Coco. You fuck knuckle. Why do you do these things to me? 
sound like a peanut butter in a playground. Go away. I quite like it. Right, that does it. Get the fuck out of my room. You get out of the studio. The studio. Shit, cut the commercials. Greetings, podcast fans. Uh, I'm Mossman, off of 80s cartoon Masters of the Universe. And as you can imagine, since that cartoon finished, I've had plenty of time on my hands to check out all the geeky podcasts on the internet. And trust me when I say, the best one around is the Milking It podcast. They review films, TV, comics, wrestling, and anything else from the week of geek. And what's more, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Stitcher, or you can get it on direct link from the milkingitpodcast.com. That's milkingitpodcast.com. So, check out David Davis on the Totally Insane Tape Show's own Boulamont on the Milking It Podcast now! <laughs> anyway, guys, gotta get going. I've just had a very strange text from Ram Man about his battered rosebud. <laughs> Sounds like Fisto's been messing about in his garden again. Take it easy! Anyway, I love that dog, but my god. Can I? So, yeah, we did have a couple of films uh, yes. we had lined up to review this week, but seeing so Boo's here, we're going to get onto the subject he would probably know something about okay Batgirl comic book cover go okay Booty. discuss um there was a variant to Batgirl issue 41 I believe it was there's many variants let's be let's be honest it's the word variant um, yeah. because there is a variety of variant covers uh, one was paying homage to one of the greatest moments in Batgirl's history although mm-hmm. violent and not very nice for her it did mould Barbara Gordon into what she eventually became. Um, it's also one of the most iconic stories in the DC back catalogue, and that was the killing joke. Um, so an artist, uh, I suppose innocently, um, made a tribute cover featuring the Joker and Batgirl in peril. Well, uh, the Tumblr third-wave feminists did not take kindly to it, thinking that a woman should not be shown in a position where a man is overpowering her. Right. So... Um, DC was bombarded with the hashtag ban the cover and the artist who I'm afraid um, is a bit of a pussy by all accounts backed out instantly and started blaming the people that tried to defend him. Um, what is going on in this world of ours where uh, a cover celebrating the history of the company that it's representing is banned because of a very small minority um, group that happened to be quite vocal in the, in the mainstream media at the moment. So, um, my message is, don't ban the cover. Uh, you know, let it out in public because there are a lot more people that respect it and want to see it than not. What are your views on this, Mr. D and Mr. D? Oh God. Uh, okay, I I would say that I have no problem with the artist requesting to withdraw the cover. He's done it. So if there's if there is this ridiculous shitstorm going on where they're going, oh, we can't have that, then that's fine because that's going to sort of mark his career in terms of future stuff. Um, I didn't see a problem with it because I think because I'm a fan of the comic books, because I'm a fan of the genre, I've seen much worse imagery than that in Batman comics. Maybe not on a cover because it, it was quite an extreme cover to do, but 
as we said, there are there have been covers where Batman is chained and you know submissive to Harlequin, submissive to Joker, submissive to Ra's al Ghul and everyone else. You know, there is it's not a, an extreme idea that the main protagonist should be placed in a position of submissiveness on the front cover to draw you in because you want to know how the hell are they going to get out of that. Same bad time, same bad channel. You've got <laughs> exactly. to you've got to give them a sense of peril. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, just, oh. I mean, it was Joker actually in the comic book itself, wasn't it? Just his Joker oh, month uh, no, or something. He wasn't. As far as I'm aware, he had nothing to do with the story, and a lot of the variants are just that. They're just commemorative, mm. different covers. Um, yeah, because last month they had the Harley Quinn month where yeah. she was on all the covers. Uh, one of the arguments is that it's the audience around now reading Batgirl have no clue what the uh, the covers are referencing. And you go two ways on this where it's, well, if they don't know what it's referencing, what what do they care? And the other one's where they're going to seek out the thing and if they're like, un, like younger readers, maybe they'd be scared off from the comics. I'm guessing that's where they're going with it, but then... But I, 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 the history, I hope a lot they worse there. go and find out that's where that's come hope. from. You know, educate. They, don't, that, you know. don't ban. Educate. If you if you're interested in that cover, why not seek out where it came from, its origins, and you will end up reading one of the greatest Batman stories that there's ever been. Hmm. Well, Win-win situation yeah. if you actually you know look into it. It's the same as the Spider Woman cover from a few months ago, which was also a variant. Oh, I hasten to add. I, I don't think it is. I think that that's different because she was a solo character presented in a ridiculously sexual situation. <laughs> she wasn't in a but ridiculously was she, she wasn't in a ridiculously sexual situation. She was she was wall crawling, which is what the spider superheroes do. Yeah, but she was she was wall crawling in an outfit that made her overtly sexual. There was there yeah, was there a no, Spider-Man cover with exactly mean, the same thing. Her costume. Yeah, completely, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. But the other problem is, Dave, that some people are saying that the Joker cover Ooh. of Batwoman of Batgirl is to put it in a favourite word of the show, rapey. They're saying it's a sexual exploitation. Yeah, how is it rapey? Is it, that's the main. The that's Joker the main argument. Is the least sexual character they've, they've ever oh, had. Dave, is a the argument is the is argument is just go back and read chaos. the Killing Joke. If you go back and read The Killing Joke, it alludes to the fact that Barbara no. Gordon was sexually assaulted while no. she was paralysed. not at all. When they're showing pictures... No, they're, when, they're take, he when he's taking pictures... pictures of her, yeah, and he pulled her top up. Because there's pictures where later on when he's in the... Um, excuse me, in the, in the circus, mm-hmm. and he's going round, and he sees pictures, like, projected of her with her top off. And that was that was suggested. There was never a suggestion of rape. It was just a suggestion of. Well, like, he's... This, we're, we're treading a thin line here because yeah, maybe yeah. maybe the Joker exposing her, taking her top off, is an act of sexual assault in some people's eyes. Because yeah, of course. Yeah, that's we're not going to get bogged down to that whole thing. We're here to talk about the covers. I, I, you know, let's not end this show ahead <laughs> <laughs> of its time. This um, was the last ever. Totally <laughs> I, I just think that um, I, a lot of this PC stuff that is in our modern media is is killing off a lot of traditional and kind of celebrated. I mean, as we said, 
a lot of the people that are going to look at that story don't know about the story. All they know is it's a controversial cover and, it got, and it's going to get banned. I'm sorry, it's been banned. So they'll just see well, it's it not as been banned, it's bad. It was just pulled, wasn't it? It wasn't a case of they banned it. The artist just went, he pulled it, and the reason was that people were getting too upset about it. Same reason the Spider-Woman cover was pulled. He pulled that as well, the, the artist that drew that. Yeah. That never made it onto the shop shelves. Mm. Very much like the variant cover of Batgirl 41. Um, the well, artist... I think you can actually pick that one up for like lots of money nowadays. I mean... The um, Milo Manara one. The Spider-Woman cover actually didn't come out, but they put it a really limited amount. So it is worth. It is out there, and it's worth quite a bit of money. Oh, cool! I'll have to grab me one of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, like hundreds of dollars. I'll have to look at one of them money. online. Um, <laughs> but being all seriousness, it's um, you know, there definitely there is a lot of emphasis on gender division at the moment in the media, and it's a worrying trend. And it's spread out. Obviously, it's big in video games. I'm not going to talk about that idiot. Who I love his games, um, but it, it, there's a real gender divide in um, in the media at the moment, and it is really worrying that a, a few perpetrators are able to get this much out into the media. And um, you know, maybe ten years ago, as I said, it's a variant. It, it was meant to be a rare, occasional print copy. People get hold of; they'll get the original with the real cover. Um, I just think it's a, any censorship of any kind within reason is unfair and I think that there is no reason to ban this cover if she was completely naked and the joke had a thumb up her ass, I think ban the cover because <laughs> it's a bit extreme but it's not it's literally a tribute that's just going that's on my eBay, eBay to try and find that one so <laughs> <laughs> hello Joker here ooh all thumbs and fingers <laughs> okay, sticking on the DC theme with um, comic books there's the new Wonder Woman outfit mm. have you seen that one at all and that caused a bit of uh, controversy as well the, the Wonder Woman oh, is this like her Robocop armour hang on a sec I'll send it over to you there you go Wonder Woman hello <laughs> Oh yeah, she's. Nice. What's wrong with that? Let's have a look. Wonder Woman has a new uniform involving Including sleeves and, and pants. That's uh, trousers for America. What in the actual fuck? <laughs> oh, what, my, it's the first time you've seen it. I have the only thing I ha- I take issue with. I like that outfit. The only thing I take issue with is why the Wolverine claw. No, I'm liking that. That's cool. What is the wrong schnick, with that? The schnick, schnick. That's cool, man. <laughs> it's nothing. But why does she need them? She doesn't. She's got her last. She's, she's got her lasso of truth. Schnickety, schnickety, schnoo, man. That's oh, she's sorted. That's nice. I I, I mean, like the fact that the they're pads. covering her up as much as fucking possible. Uh, <laughs> that's a dreadful outfit, isn't it? That's, that's... I, why is that? I don't. I, I don't think that's controversial at all. Thigh height. No, no, it's the fact that and... she's gone from being yeah. like having what she has been wearing yeah. to this, where she's completely covered up. And the whole idea is that they've they're covering up all the heroes now, so you can't have the traditional uh, unitard or the like pants and the stars <laughs> on kind of thing. It's what you traditionally yeah. accept as being Wonder Woman outfits. Now that is, it's the covering up all the heroes. That looks completely head to toe. <coughs> Sorry, she's got shoulder pads and blades. That looks more like something you'd see uh, in the sort of Justice League movie or have you? Because that's that's something that you'd you probably find an actress would wear as opposed to 
the Wonder um, Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman's traditional outfit looks great because Wonder Woman is drawn to look great in her outfit, but it's it, probably it's hard. It's to... massive double standards on the behalf of DC. Here if anyone go. goes to at DC Comics on Twitter, you will see that the cover picture of DC's Twitter page is uh, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, and Aquaman looking like strippers. They're topless, and they've got their logos on their muscular chests. So we're undressing the men, and we're dressing up the women, apparently. I, can I just say, for for disparity, uh, I, I am currently sat here topless with the Totally Insane Tate Show logo on my chest. So I've, I've written it in biro. Uh, I'm not wearing any trousers. Does that help? Uh, yes. Yes, in in a small way. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> okay, the last bit of comic news I'm I'm gonna. Could, ask sorry, you about. Can, can, um, have can you Boo just com- the... confirm he's put away his lasso of truth? <laughs> uh, it's Too it's nice. more like a <laughs> short rope of occasional lies. <laughs> The, the, the stubby string of lies. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, we started off. We started off funny. We went serious with the sexual divide in the media, and now we're talking about my. Anyway, um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I've sent you the picture of the DC. That's you yeah, sent me pictures. a picture of what? Sorry. I've sent you the picture of DC's Twitter cover, David. I haven't sent oh, you the picture. Okay. Oh my god, I'm not used to A double Polaroid. That's a Red Dwarf reference for all you Red Dwarf fans out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can send you a better one. It's the Magic Mike cover, isn't it? Yeah, it's Magic. Yeah, it's a parody of Magic Mike. But still, why is that not offensive? It's not offensive because, it's because not I'm offensive. not some. It's just... Because I'm not some little Trump some buff guy, tumbler tit. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. I, I can send you a picture <laughs> that's much more offensive than that. Give me two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, if he's holding it open with both hands, who the hell's R- taking the picture? <laughs> Hashtag prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, Dave, you are. Oh, that is marvellous. The original question, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bedu is Wonder Woman, new costume, fine, but not as good as the old costume. Yeah. But looks more like something they'll do in TV and film versions. It is, that, sorry, if we just to add to that, and long time listeners of either show will know that I'm a massive fan and was still am a massive fan of the new Teen Titans. Um, where Wonder Girl, who was uh, Diana Troy when she was younger, her outfit was trousers and basically a, a, a short like a tank top style thing. So for me, Wonder Woman's never been a very sexual character. For me, <laughs> there are sexual characters in, believe me, there are se- Zatanna, Jesus Believe Christ. me. <laughs> I'll give her a magic night, son. Believe I'll give her a bit of magic. She'll be saying my name backwards by the end of it. She can wave my wand. You know she, what I'm saying? She can pull my rabbit out of her hat. Etc. Et yeah, I, I, I've never thought of her as a very <laughs> sexy character. So for me, the costume, I, I, I think it's kind of cool. Except for the old schnickety schnickety schnooze, I'm not really that bothered. 
I'm intrigued by the schnickety schnickety news. Well, Is we'll she going to stab someone upside the head with it? Because I thought she was kind of a bit, a bit more peaceful. I know she's an angry Amazonian, but um, I don't know. You also haven't seen the TV pilot they sort of didn't get around to doing the full series. Yeah, you or... sent it to me. It was absolute shit. Um... <laughs> Where she killed the guy at the end with the um, door handle, was it? Just put it straight through his head? Yeah. We don't remember that yes. bit. That bit was just... Hmm. The whole thing was pretty poor. But then DC have not... Well, they do now. But back in the day, they had a terrible track record for TV pilots. Um, and shows, let's be fair. The original Flash show in the 90s hmm. was cheesy goodness, but only now can we appreciate it. Back then, it was just shit. Um, you had the Aqu- Aquaman pilot uh, way back in like the early 2000s, which early Aquaman. It was like a teen-angst drama. Uh, up until Smallville, they had very little success, um, you know, other than the Batman 60, 60s TV series, but that was a long time ago. They're doing well now. <laughs> Power to uh, DC. Yeah. Okay, back to the original thing I was going to say about other comic books. No, no you're making us angry, you see. Yes, yes, sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay, um, this was the plan all along. I've got the dynamic of this group. Okay, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The oh, how could they? He was my favourite one as well. I, I have no idea. I, I read something today that they've killed one off. I have no idea what's going they, on. Donatello is based. Sorry, spoiler for anybody that um, is currently reading the IDW series. But they've gone back to the kind of grittier uh, violence of the original series. Um, ah, okay. And Donatello has been killed basically split in half by Bebop and Rocksteady while the other three were out fighting Krang. Ooh. And um, he's, apparently he's staying dead. Wow. And, and, and Bebop, and Bebop I mean, says to Rocksteady, wow, I didn't know that's what they look like inside. Nice. Obviously. Yeah, it's quite grim to look at because I'm not following the comic book at all, but someone posted this last night, had a look at it, and it's like, yeah, it hit you kind of hard. <laughs> Because you kind of grow up with them for years. Obviously, the films back when it was really popular when I was young, but I haven't been following it recently. Just looking at it now, it's like, ah, uh, it's a bit rough. Yeah, it is. It's 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 funny you should say like, you feel bad because you know you've been a fan of them all, all their lives. Because I was I was reading going back to New Teen Titans. I was reading some mm-hmm. old New Teen Titans and Cyborg, the character, he's come into his own I mean he's in the you know he's in the uh, Justice League now he's in a Justice League movie and I was sitting there reading about him in his very very early days and I was like oh good for him he really did good for himself you know he's in the Justice League now and it's like that character from my childhood has done well whereas you know this character from my childhood now as I said Donatello was my favourite um, because he was the geek he did machines he wasn't cool but crude he wasn't uh, a part <laughs> dude but um it was. It was shocking to see. And um, in this day of our of our Lord, you know, um, comic books are killing characters off constantly and bringing them back to life. So maybe it's not as harsh because they'll find a way to bring him back. Maybe there's an alternative Donatello in another dimension that they'll bring back over. Maybe Krang has a way of bringing him back to life, has a machine that will bring him back to life that the turtles are going to get. Or maybe, just maybe, they'll stick to their guns and keep him dead, which never happens. It's like a wrestler retiring. I was going to say, this, this is the Ric Flair retirement match of comic books, isn't it? It, it? He will come back, just give him time. That's more like Batman. 
They kill him off very often. Oh yeah, of course they kill Bruce off all the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but this is the first time they killed a turtle. It is. I reckon they keep him dead. Why didn't they, it, uh, I no, they killed Raphael, didn't they? they wait, when? Not in, in the comic books? Yeah, I think or so. Are you talking about in the movie? Because I know. I'm I'm probably well, wrong, but I'm sure everybody Raphael suddenly died. starts clicking on Google. <laughs> I, no, no, I couldn't give a shit. Raphael dies. No, not the painter. <laughs> Fifteen twenty, apparently. (laughs) 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 Twenty past three (sighs) in the afternoon. What a time to go! Uh, Maybe Raphael Raphael died in one of the animated series. By the look of it, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they've they've done that before. I'm sure we've talked about it. I'm probably wrong, but Mm. but then they did the film um... where they sort of (laughs) embraced also dimensions, didn't they? Was it Turtles Forever? Mm. They went yes, through dimensions. Love, that. So, yeah. love that movie. Still the best one. Oh yeah, definitely. But it knew it. But it 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 played its it played its part wonderfully because it knew exactly what it was. It was that celebration of the end of a certain era, and it was bringing everyone together. And it, it was very self-deprecating and just a, a great movie. That's Turtles Forever. I think we've discussed it on one of the shows before. We do a couple of shows here and there, so. Next. Yeah, so go for an air break. Taking a break. Yeah, I need to top up my beer. Yeah, I need to top up my coffee. Um, I was going to say, has everyone seen the pic? What everyone seen the Pixels trailer? No. David, uh, go and watch the Pixel trailer now. All right. Can I have a piss first? Jesus Christ! Why don't you do it at the same time? Because I can't piss on my computer. So, give me two seconds. <laughs> has sent real-life video games to attack us. Pac-Man's a bad guy? Incoming! Donkey Kong. It's just a barrel! How bad can it hurt? The only way to take down Pac-Man is with ghosts. You want ghosts? These are your ghosts. Oh, yeah! We're the only ones who can do this! I'm kidding. We are all gonna die. Okay, we're back from the break at the behest of Mr. Boulamont. We've just watched the trailer for Pixels, was it? Hmm. Yep. Um, who wants to go first? What in the actual fuck is that? Why, why, why is anyone going to watch that film 
how is that not just a Saturday Night Live sort of comedy skit that is not a film that anyone should be watching? It is tailored towards people who only played games in the 1980s because they realised that Pac-Man and fucking Space Invaders was a thing that existed. What the fuck? Right, you you done? (coughs) You done? (coughs) Sorry. Well, Dave, obviously this is a trailer for a movie that is based... A, a, one on the Future Armor episode uh, anthology, anthology of interest. Uh, you can't. Remember that? You can't pull out the Future Armor card. This looks like the uh, hold. Oh. Hold up. However, um, it was originally based on a French short written and directed by Patrick Jean about the invasion of Europe. Eight bit video game. You can't character. make it sound good by doing an accent. Right. I'm going to say this now. I'm really looking forward to this movie. Oh, you can't. Sorry, I, I think it looks like a lot of fun. It does not look like it takes itself seriously at all. Yes, it um, and no matter what you say, it's going to make a ton of money because it's Adam Sandler. Yes. Yeah, of course it will, but that doesn't mean it's good. It's going to be the, the of course sh- not. No, shit. It probably is, but I would rather watch 10 fucking pixels than one... Ghostbusters with Melissa McCarthy. No, don't bring this. Yes. Don't bring this round to Ghostbusters. Every, every Just don't bring time. this round to Ghostbusters. This is going to be the absolute drizzling shits of a movie. This is the worst kind of thing. Why you spend you didn't even any like the idea? You didn't even what? like the idea of no. Batman Ghost being. No, no, I don't like the idea because the the idea is a short. It's a comedy short. It's something that would be on Saturday Night Live or you know, it, it's a literally a five minute idea that you go oh yeah that's quite cute don't put it in a fucking movie don't spend millions of dollars creating this amazing sort of cg pac-man what are you doing pac-man was it was out in 1980 the year i was born you know it's fucking the people that watch man yes i'm dissing pac-man as a ref no I'm dissing Pac-Man as a reference for computer games because if you're if you are doing a, a a fucking movie now and the reference you have is Pac-Man and Space Invaders and Atari you know, games. They, we don't then, have no, any like no, 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 we don't have any modern iconic characters. There are no modern iconic characters that could fit that mold. Of, of like a Street Fighter and fucking Mario and Mortal Kombat and all those characters that have come not fit and, the mold in this kind of film. No, completely they will because oh they wouldn't. The That's only the reason dream. they've the, the only reason they've done this is because this appeals to the people that are thirty five plus who I'm thirty two. I'm thirty two. Yeah, I'm not well, 35. I'm thirty yeah, something, and I. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I understand why they're doing it. And you're but... going to run out of energy on that throat by if you, if you keep arguing with me. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I, I am willing to run out on, on hold this. Up. Hold up, there is one person that has been quiet so far. Dean, it's fairly obvious that I am all for this and think it looks like a lot of... I'm not taking it seriously. This isn't fucking Citizen Kane. This is just meant to be... I believe a, ma- a great man once said, chewing gum for the eye. Well, I believe that this and the fact that it's in 3D, I want to see a giant 3D Pac-Man eating New York City. The same as I wanted to watch a fucking um, spaceship blow up the White House back in 95 when Independence Day came out. I'm all for this movie, even if Kevin James is in it. I think you just answered your own question now. Dean, your opinion, sir. Are you? Are you <laughs> it under- looks like a piece of shit. Of course it does. It looks like a piece of shit, but it looks like an entertaining <laughs> piece of shit. 
No, it doesn't. It looked terrible. It looked the, the usual Adam Sandler jokes. Oh, but we've really no, got we've covered Adam Sandler to death on this show, and I and I'm I'm a fan. I don't think his movies are great. You made me watch Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy Jack and Jill though. I didn't think that was sort of popcorn for the eyes or candy for the eyes, whatever the fuck. But this looks terrible. It just. It's the Adam Sandler jokes and it's everything bad about movies, man. Is it? This is literally that kind of filler movie when you go and you see it on the wall and you go, "Oh yeah, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, I'll watch that." Do this you is really one think of that the Ghostbusters remake is going to be as uh, you know, better <laughs> made movie back to Ghostbusters because yes, it's the biggest because, because you know, in you know terms of you in know terms I'm of shit ideas, you. Ghostbusters is the bench. The remake is the benchmark. So on my female Ghostbusterometer, but, this but, is no, no, no. This the, is a, which, which, which Ghostbusters? Because there has been an announcement this week that it's not just a Ghostbusters. No, 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 no. I will it, flow, it, it, it we'll no, flow into dude, that. Right, okay, we'll it, flow it, into it that. Them, it took them ten years to say, okay, we're going to do a female Ghostbusters. It took them two weeks to go. Oh, whoa, 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 don't worry, we're doing a male one as well. Because it's now going to be a Ghostbusters universe, quote unquote. Because I they are like it. Vince McMahon; they like to say it's going to be a universe. So we're going quite to get frankly. TV series, quite frankly, and uh, we're going to get animated series. We're going to get films. We're going to get the female version, the male version, and why else. does there have to be? It's the, again bringing it straight back to my point at the beginning of the show. Depending on how this is edited, <laughs> gender segregation. I don't want there to be a male Ghostbusters and a female Ghostbusters. I want there to be a Ghostbusters. No, you don't. I want there to be a mix. Why can we not have like the daughter of fucking Peter Venkman with the, you know, with the child, with the, with the, with the, with the child that Janine and fucking, um, oh, I'm choking on my own rage here. But but what if the, you know, Rick Moranis' character and, you know, Janine, like you say, what if they, Lewis Tully, David. His name Lewis is Lewis Tully. Here we go. Okay. Well, Google's a wonderful thing. But <laughs> I <if> remembered. <laughs> I remembered. Google. I googled um, it. <laughs> you know, there is that point where you say, "Okay, well, maybe that's what they're going to present is that it will be the daughter of P. Eventman, and then we build off it." You don't know yet. What we know about the Dave, what we know about the Ghostbusters Melissa McCarthy movie is it's an entirely different film from the original Ghostbusters, set in Boston, set in Boston with none of the original characters being related to. That's what's been announced. It's set in Boston, and there are no there is no ties to the original Ghostbusters movie. Okay. Whereas the Channing Tatum one, I have no idea what they're doing with. I think they're just rebooting the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, they they I are don't... creating a universe because they've seen what has worked with Batman and what's worth worked with the Marvel sort of universe. Hey, yeah, I get that, but there shouldn't, I still think that this, this gender divide, why, why does there have to be a female and a male Ghostbusters? Why can't we just get a Ghostbusters movie with a team um, of the latest comedians, whether they be male or female um, in the same movie? There's just, I just, I hate this whole segregation thing, man. It does my heart. It does my head in. I don't, I don't want it to be that divide. But... Movies are for everybody, so why can't everybody get involved? Um, there are characters to love in the older films that are female and male. There's no reason to, you know, to cling on to this fucking gender divide. I, I, just, I just don't like what Hollywood's doing at the moment. 
I mean, there's all this talk of like there's going to be a female um, Spider-Man movie, and there was rumours of an Aunt May movie just to appease another another demographic. There's no need for it because those characters are already in the movies that they're portrayed in. What demographic uh, is the Aunt May movie going for then? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> the, the, the old age pensioners that don't like a lot of... It's very noisy. Could you turn the sound in the cinema down, please, dear? It's just her sitting at a table eating rice. You know what kind of rice, <laughs> don't you? Uncle Ben's. <laughs> there we go, kids. Just imagine it like the episode of EastEnders where you just got Dot caught walking around for half an hour. That's the old main movie. Oh, oh she's like flicking through Channel oh, I hear Spider-Man's oh, very bad. God. I don't like Spider-Man, dear. I'm glad I'm sitting in my little flat. It's all gone terribly wrong. <laughs> I do oh, miss. Oh. I miss Ben so much. I miss a man's touch. Oh, yes. It's all gone terribly wrong. <laughs> So is this podcast. <laughs> uh, so that was Pixels, the new Adam Zyla big <laughs> that I'm not going to watch because it looks. Dave's going to take a power pellet and get right in the maze. <laughs> Honestly, I'm. I, I'd rather kick myself in the testicles than go. With that. It looks how, fucking. Dreadful. How would you manage that? You'd have to get some kind of specially made chair, dude. You don't know how. How long? And your legs. <laughs> I am flexible. That DDP yoga is paying off. Hey, it's not your mama's yoga. <laughs> Next. I'll buy my Shoot the Defence is the opinionated, entertaining football show with serious debates you're looking for. We have a variety of guests from ex-footballers to journalists, members of parliament to athletes. Every month, former Chelsea, Swansea and Brighton striker Leon Knight weighs in with his opinions on night vision. So tune in on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, ShootDefence.com and the FNX Network and let Stel, John, Mike and Stuffy give you a free football lesson. Follow us on Twitter at ShootTheDefence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all fucking ages, my name is Dino Peppers and I have a question for you. Do you like this podcast you're listening to? Do you? Then you need to let us know. Head over to the Totally Insane Tape Show website at, conveniently, totallyinsanetapeshow.com and see all the platforms we are available on. As of this recording, you can listen to and watch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Tuning Radio, SoundCloud and hey, even in video format on the YouTube network. Yes, YouTube. Video. Amazing, isn't it? Social networking? We have Twitter and Facebook covered. Go to one, two, three, help all the places that we are currently available to download, stream and interact with. Click the subscribe, like, RT, upvote and or share button, whichever is applicable for that site. Give the show the highest rating possible on that site. Leave a comment and review. It doesn't have to be Shakespeare. It doesn't have to be Dickens. It doesn't even have to be up to Dan Brown's standards. A simple, great show lads will do. We're not worried if you're not as cunning a linguist as Mr. Lamont. Just leave a note to say how much you enjoy or dislike the show. Yes, dislike. We don't mind a well thought out critical comment from time to time, as long as you're not being a cunt about it. Because we want to improve, and your input is important to us. So I'll repeat that question. Do you like this podcast you are listening to? The address you can answer that on is totallyinsanetateshow.com. All the links are there, all the shows are there, and we want all of you there. Because as Boulamont always says, Highly recommended.
This blatant begging message was brought to you by the people at the Tony Insane Tape Show and 8 o'clock comics.com. 8 o'clock comics.com. We draw stuff. Join Josh Armour and Todd Eastman every Friday for Wrestle Radio Australia. Covering WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor and Australian Pro Wrestling. Exclusive interviews including Buddy Murphy, Adam Pearce, TV legend Rose McManus and many others. Download for free on iTunes or Stitcher and stream us on the TuneIn Radio app. It's Australia's wrestling broadcast. It's Wrestle Radio Australia. That seems that we brought the wrestling up though. What do you think about WrestleMania so far then? Oh, Quick. Really? Yeah, go on. Okay. Um, generally, and I, I believe we'll probably get into this more in the next episode, uh, it's probably the WrestleMania I'm the least interested in, which I think I said the same last year. Um, it doesn't even have the attraction of being like, oh, it's the 30th, so we're going to start off with like There's Hogan and The Rock. Year, it's, it's, Dave, it's worse play, than Yeah. Dave, it's worse than that. There's no Undertaker streak. There's no special anniversary number. Mm. There's no marking match that's expected to be anything spectacular. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I, I don't go with the rest of the popular opinion. I like to be surprised um, in, in what they do. So Reigns versus um, Lesnar. I'm going. And the only thing I'm interested Lesnar in on is one. the result. I don't care about the match. I'm just interested in the result. I like the Rusev seen a thing even though they've kind of killed it off already by already having match um what else is there there's a tag match i couldn't give a fuck about with the girls Triple H. i'd be interested in seeing that because it's it, i just want to see sting in the ring you know see he's not wrestled for how long now two years <laughs> Yeah, I would say a decade, eighteen months. But <laughs> uh, only in the WWE's eyes. I saw him in a match with Jeff Hardy, that, and Sting was uh, very good. It lasted about two and a half minutes. Um, yeah, I believe he did, did a, a really good roll-up in that one. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that was Jeff Hardy was smoking the roll-up before the match. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that even that hasn't kind of intrigued me and you know I, I i have the network but i'm still obviously i'll be up and watching it live because i'm a ridiculous mark but um yeah you're actually gonna sit up and watch it live yeah i think so because like, like last <coughs> sorry excuse me um like last year I, I stayed up live and watched it it was the first event i'd watched live for years and it was really cool because like uh boo and i were oh, sorry sending messages and everything else but it was just it was nice to watch Wrestlemania live um, I imagine I'll probably do the same thing this year I've got a couple of days off work so I think I'll probably do it I sadly I think I'll probably do the same with the Hall of Fame even though the Hall of Fame this year is probably the weakest Hall of Fame I think even before they announced Kevin Nash on Monday or whenever you're listening to this but um, yeah he's the last one they're going to announce but uh, it's a really bad Hall of Fame this and year they, they've announced so this year they've announced who was it the Rikishi the Bushwhackers Jumbo Titsara Medusa Fujinami that's it yeah that's it that's Fujinami yeah Tsunami sorry yeah that might have flair inducted in though thing is I only remember Jumbo Tsunami from a Royal Rumble in one of the Royal Rumbles, he, yeah. he, he held the like heavyweight. Is that the same one with Saba Simba, where Roddy yeah. Piper goes, 
That's Tony Atlas. No. <laughs> Just to piss off Vince McMahon. <laughs> do not, Roddy, do not mention. Do, quite frankly, we do not want them to know that that is Tony Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tony Atlas. <laughs> uh, he's yes. just—he's uh, just embracing his uh, his, uh, his uh, uh, heritage. African roots. Uh, his African his roots. Uh. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going with that one. But uh, yes, Tatsu <laughs> Army is is in there. Um, yeah, Rikishi, <laughs> the Bushwhackers, uh, uh, Nash. <laughs> yeah, see, Nash is quite entertaining, but I mean, Macho Gaiden is a good thing, but then you don't have him to do the speech of completely course, it's, which it's means you, you're going to end up with Lanny Poffo doing his whole kind of I'm going to tell you a poem now about myself <laughs> and how I got everybody in the world over by the way did I mention I invented the word macho um <laughs> and this is the moment where we go in and I yes and yes. Randy said to me Lanny you're the greatest sports entertainer in the Lanny, world Lanny I'd like you to introduce me in the hall of fame <laughs> yes uh, no, a I genius um, <laughs> yes completely. the brothers Beverly oh, brother, yes. oh yes marvellous Dave marvellous he had a count out victory against Hulk Hogan though oh. mm, yes, well done stuff. Well done, yes, very nice. Very did very well in the Battle Royal because he wore a, a suit of armour. Yes, I remember him well. Yes, well, let's let's all look forward to seeing uh, Lanny, Lanny Poffo. Poffo. <laughs> of Leaping Lanny, who, by the way, is rumoured to be able to suck his own dick. That's yes, what he's I, I, I've, I've read that rumour, yes, indeed. I've, I've, yes, I've, I've, I've been sent. Anyway. Um... Try <laughs> telling a poem with that in your mouth, son. So yes, that's our thoughts on WrestleMania. <laughs> oh yeah, and the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker, Bray Wyatt. There is no way the Undertaker. Oh, sorry, my throat is. Yeah, it's giving it, you're starting to pick up the ghost, David. There is no way that the Undertaker can lose that. Surely. Uh, not, two, not, two Bray Wyatt years, not, not two years. Not two years in a row. No, he can't. It, it, it's it's got to be that he goes over and Bray Wyatt is left. Like, where, where does that leave Bray Wyatt, though? You know, it's you can't call him down and then not get destroyed. Because he got beat last year, he's got to go over this year. So it just seems a, a really weird thing to do to a character that potentially has so much talent. And, you know, it, it could be your... That, he could be The Undertaker... You know, build him up. He could be that character. Is my thought. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't have the network, and I, I have no intention of even stealing it this year. <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm working very early the next day, so I'm actually going to have to miss it live this year, which is one of the first years um, that I've missed it live. I'm attending a. Di- I'm attending an independent wrestling show the day before, and then I've got work the next day, so I'm not going to have time. But I will be sure to check that out. Hmm. Want to give a plug to the independent wrestling show? I'll be attending uh, World War Wrestling 2 on the March the 28th. Uh, that is all going down at a venue. <laughs> <laughs> what time? Saturday the 28th of March at 6.15. I shall be at World War Wrestling 2. and That's going to be at the Woodlands Sport and Arts Centre, the uh, Woodlands Road, uh, UK. Don't forget, um, featuring 
such uh, standouts on the UK independent circuit, such as Chuck Cyrus, the owner, uh, sorry, the henchman, who I'm a massive fan of. Um, and of course, Aisha Ray taking on Scarlett. I'm really looking forward to that. And it will give me a nice uh, taste of uh, the wrestling weekend to come when I do, in fact, check out WrestleMania. That offers more adverts. Yeah, advert. Hey guys, this is Pete from Painted Black Podcast. A lot of people ask me, why should I listen to your show? How would you describe it? Well, horribly offensive. Balls to the walls. A good time. I don't know. Unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Barney heard some some screaming from next door. Hey, yo, Fred, I got uh, kicked out of the house. Can I stay with you guys for a little bit? No, Barney. (laughs) We're not friends like that. (laughs) You better go stay with Kazoo. (laughs) Dum Dum, you should have said yes to your wife. (laughs) Can you imagine what Disney World would have been like had he lived longer? Uh, No Jews. (laughs) (laughs) That's the primary difference. Yeah. I feel like he funded the Nazis in some way. I, gotta, I can't prove it. The what? first fucking model of their helmet had ears on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the basket's here. It's coming over the hill. What the fuck's going on? Your son sounds like a Renaissance painter. <laughs> he was a fifth Ninja Turtle. He wasn't right in the head. They didn't really bring him out too much. <laughs> I'd like to fight the foot. <laughs> That's probably why they had all the stupid-ass toppings. Bubble like, gum. Fuck, who let those sons order the pizza? I want to think bug. <laughs> who, who put Legos on this shit? <laughs> Can I give you money for for sex? I would enjoy <laughs> making a transaction for a blowjob. <laughs> Can I get a receipt with that pussy? Oh yeah, how, how do I follow all this? Do you wash those briefs with starch? <laughs> Make that booty clap. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> This is Painted Black Podcast, and you can like us on Facebook, on Twitter, at PIB Comics, and check us out every Monday on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean.com, and PodcastNation.net. Okay, this is actually the Totally Insane Type Show, not the Milk and It Podcast. Uh, you may not have guessed that one, though, from the content. <laughs> <laughs> so, we did watch a couple of films. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed. Let's move on to, possibly, you said it was one of your favourites. Carry on camping. Yes, um, very much one of my favourites. Um, a, a film that has followed me throughout my life, unfortunately, <laughs> um, is the the very best and very worst of um, English camp humour. I think um, I, I, I can't imagine anyone who's watched it would uh, think that it's uh, Citizen Kane, but it is one of those films that um, just reminds me of being a kid. And um, yeah. It, it, it was so nice to watch it again, thinking that we we're going to talk about it. So the basic plot is: um, was it Sid, James, and well, Sid and Bernie? Mm-hmm. I keep them mixed up because they use their all names, don't they? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So Sid and Bernie try to take their girlfriends off to a nudist camp. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They they think it's a nudist camp, but it 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 isn't. But yes, it just ends up being a very dreadful campsite. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty much the plot, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) It's a quintessential uh, British comedy where they um, they're basically trying to get their leg over um, with (laughs) other people than they're um, than they're with. But uh, yeah, it's. uh, 
It's an interesting one. Um, they filmed it all in Pinewood, and it is very obvious that even though they're trying to go for the sort of summer season, it looks like a very rainy November, which is when they <laughs> actually record it, because it, it looks absolutely dreadful. Yeah, it just looks very dirty. <laughs> I don't know if that affects how I feel about the film, really. Because I, I remember carrying on films from years and years ago. My parents liked them. I can remember carrying up the Kyber is the only one I actually remember watching right. the way through. I've obviously seen these films at some point because my parents like have like loads of copies of them and we've watched them over the years. Never really thought about them that much. So watching it now, you kind of, I suppose, have a different perspective on it. It's two old men trying to have sex with two girls, but then ending up trying to have sex with some schoolgirls. Yeah, if you look at it like that, it's a little bit disturbing. <laughs> but um... it's, it's on the <laughs> it's same tape show level. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I was desperately trying to be quiet for the whole thing. I've been so quiet, and then it was two old men trying to have sex with schoolgirls, and I nearly went. But that, that's what I see it as because I'm I'm not going in from like no, a nostalgia point of view. They were different times. And it was just like a really times. disgusting. No, it's not that it was different times. It's just that <laughs> it was okay for, to fuck schoolgirls back then. <laughs> All saucy. It's not. It was okay. I mean, Barbara Windsor looks about forty anyway, but however, it's not acceptable <laughs> to be homosexual. <laughs> so let's. <laughs> But that's what I took from it, really, because it was just like they're trying to have sex with schoolgirls rather than the girls they'd gone mm. off with. Uh, was it the other guy? Was it Terry Scott's character? Okay, yeah. yeah he's yeah. in the loveless marriage and he ends up having sex yeah. with a schoolgirl. Yeah, yeah. So he's cheated on his wife with a schoolgirl, mm. possibly not of legal age. Yeah. And then I he has sex. That's not. That's not. No, that's not insinuated. <laughs> But that's what I talk from it. It's just very um, ugly people <laughs> in terms of looks and and the situation they're in and what their attitudes to things are. It is a bizarre not... <laughs> world, the Carry On world, where you kind of <laughs> get trapped into the whole. Oh yeah, well that's Barbara, that's Sid, that's you know that's Kenneth that's what we do and you kind of forgive them those moments where you think oh actually that's a bit weird because you're supposed to be the guy in charge of those girls who are going out into the (laughs) sort of the camping field and people are looking at them and yeah they probably shouldn't be doing that but yeah it's um, (laughs) it's difficult with the carry on films I am a big fan, but I'm also very aware that they are very dodgy. It's just if you try and explain that to someone who hasn't seen one. Yeah. And you explain the story, it's like, okay, so it's it's two people trying to have sex with two girls. Oh, yeah, but then a busload of schoolgirls turn up. Okay. It's essentially just a dirty old man trying to have sex with someone who's probably 30. All the girls do look, they all look like. Say mid twenties. Bob Wins looks at mid thirties, but Sid James looks about fifty. Yeah, 
I don't know how old he is actually at that point, but he looks really old. He was, yeah, he was in his 50s because, yeah, him and Barbara were kind of doing their thing during that moment. And, uh, mm. yeah, unfortunately. And you've got Charles Hawtrey's character, I can't actually figure out. Charles Hawtrey was. Uh... <laughs> He's a very strange character. <laughs> Charles Hawtrey was, was a guy who um, was very, very closeted. And unfortunately, to the point where it caused him actual physical harm. But yeah, he he would not admit he was homosexual. He would not admit that um, he invited young boys over and uh, enjoyed the company of young men. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, he was uh, an individual who could not admit that he was a big old gay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling that it, it's the backstory of all the characters of the actors were probably more interesting than the films for me now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Mm. <coughs> I mean, um, how many are you an expert on the Carry On films or just like a fan fanboy kind of thing? I um, I'm a massive fan of Kenneth Williams. Um, the other guys I know bits and pieces about, but. Um, the carry on films generally I'm I'm a big fan of carry on camping um I'm a big fan of uh, fuck fan of I'm fuck big, <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of uh, fuck. I'm a big fan of uh, carry on fuck and uh, big fan of carry on camping but that that's kind of my my favourite carry on film but yeah I'm 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 a big fan of the people that are involved in that and PJ Rogers who um was the producer and stuff. Oh, cool. Because I'm wondering how many films there actually are of the series. Um, it's a 14, I think. I'm not sure. I'm probably wrong, but I, I think there's probably 14 to 20. I'm, I'm not sure. The, of the actual, like, proper carry-on screaming, carry-on camping, carry-on Cleopatra, yeah, I think there's... There's got to be 20, easily. Are they, are they all about having sex with like <laughs> no <laughs> no I think there's um, there's a lot of um, just really nice ones <laughs> like <laughs> carry on nurse and carry on doctor and things like that so the ones that people remember are like carry on Cleopatra and uh, carry on um, whatever the fuck up the Kyber up the Kyber there we go up the Kyber was the one of the few ones that had um, Frankie Howard in. What? <laughs> no. Yes. And um, yeah, oh, Frankie Howard, what a genius. Um, but uh, yeah, completely. So there's there's loads that are like that moment that you, you go, okay, that's a different kind of carry on film, as opposed to the standard like. Like carry on cabbie or carry on whatever the fuck. Oh come on, Boo! What's your favourite carry on film? Uh, <clears throat> uh, was uh, is it carry I mean, on holiday? Let me suffer for like ten is it, minutes. Is it? Um, <laughs> no, 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 I didn't know whether I was invited into this. But my favourite is the one with Phil Silver's uh, carry on. Follow that camel. Yeah, that's Phil Silver's only carry on film. And, and um, apparently and there was a lot of fucked them all off doing that, dude. Like, would you let? Would you work. let me finish? I'm would you sorry. let me finish? He, got, he was getting paid 
triple what anyone else was making. So they were all massively pissed off at Phil Silvers. But, yeah. motherfucker, that is Sergeant Bilko. Yeah, but he also uh, acted like a dick during the production of it. Of course he did. He thought he was the big, high, mighty superstar. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not condoning broke. what he did. No. And to be fair, he's <laughs> dead now. So, uh, you know, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> okay, sorry. I was just going to attack him, but yeah. No, 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 no. Um, well, if you if you really want the final insult, Dave was the remake Sergeant Bilko with with Steve Martin. Um, if he wasn't already dead, he'd be rolling in his grave. Not Steve Martin; he's still with us, just about. Um, but no, it, it's funny because they they attempted. I was going to mention the uh, the attempt at rebooting the Carry On films uh, in the very very early nineties. Ninety um, With Carry On Columbus, which had yeah, at that it's... point the um, what they What's considered. That? The highest-grossing film, non-US film, uh, in 1992. Indeed. Um, Jim Dale being one of the only original uh, members of the cast left, but it had Julian Clary, Rick Mayle, Bernard Cribbins, mm. uh, Alexis Sale, just basically what was in 92 some of the best um, comedians uh, from mm. Britain. And even they couldn't save it. It was, it was terrible. Leslie Phillips was in it, of course, uh, Nigel Planer, so, and June Whitfield, for some reason. Um, but yeah, it just does not, there was a spate of uh, Columbus movies out at the time, and it was basically parodying that. But um, my question to you, gentlemen, is, in all honesty, is there any way that we could do a modern carry-on film, especially since the, the theme of this show seems to be the gender divide in the media? Do you reckon there's any chance of anything like a carry-on film coming back, or was like American Pie our last you know, potential sex comedy. Well, it's, you're saying that, I just looked up, um, quick look at the Wikipedia page. There was um, a film, apparently 2003, um, they announced they are going to try and make it by with producer Peter Rogers. Um, it was signed off on and it just didn't really emerge. And then they, in 2009, they even tried it again. Um, Charlie Higson, the actor's director, Cars list would have involved uh, Paula Grady, Janine James, Lenny Henry, Justin Lee Collins. Oh, well, bef- before Jennifer before Ellison. it was found out that Justin Lee Collins was an aggressive aggressive sexual predator. No, I'm just he, he he would have fit in quite well with that scene then. Yeah, I, do you know? Sorry, just I, I saw a thing with Justin Lee Collins the other day. He got to a point where he actually pushed his girlfriend in like in front of a car when they were on a drunken night out, and that's why Alan Carr stopped talking to him. Because he saw firsthand, like, yeah, he's um, terrible, but he's, he's getting his career back together. But going back to what you said, but Paul O'Grady is probably the only person yeah. in modern comedy, well, not modern comedy, but I think he would have fit the mould perfectly for a carry on film because he is like a throwback to that era almost. Yeah, they said he was going to be the Kenneth Williams type character. Um, Frank Skinner as Sid James type role. Uh, now, Dave, you're a big fan of Frank Skinner. Do you reckon that would have worked? Dave has passed out, ladies and gentlemen. Dave, you're right. David. We've had a communications breakdown. Um, please, uh, please uh, give us a minute, and we'll be right back after these messages. 
If you are thinking of a holiday under canvas this year, wait. It surprise me if we didn't have a drop of rain. You had to open your big mouth. We might be able to help you decide to... Carry on camping. You, I shouldn't have eaten those radishes. Good morning, Dr. Sofa. Are we all loaded? Good off. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some sad news. Uh, David Davies has died. He will not be joining us for the rest of his life. It's going to be weird when we do our next podcast, when I do my next podcast with Dave, because uh, it'll be a zombie. That's going to be absolutely terrifying. But I look forward to it. It's a, it's a challenge. So if you want to hear Zombie David and Boo Lamont, uh, tune into the next edition of the Milk and It podcast. This has been the Totally Insane Tape Show. Hope you enjoy it. It's been emotional. Like a left-right punch from Jeremy Clarkson, it's been uh, fired up, this whole episode. Oh, I've been Boo Lamont. I've been David Davis. And somewhere along the lines, Dino Peppers and uh, and Coco the Pod Dog, of course, are from all of us here at the uh, Tits Milking It studio. Uh, have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow.